0: Amen. Uh, turn to John 2. We'll just get right into the message today. Amen. Amen. John 2. And, uh, this is what I call the obedience to the command of faith. Now, you know, when we hear the word obedience, oftentimes we kind of put up a natural <laughs> barrier. Like, I don't want to be commanded to obey, to obey anything. But obedience to, to God's word obedience to the voice of the Spirit and obedience to uh, uh, what the Lord's leading us to do, it isn't like, it shouldn't be like we're rebelling against that in our heart. You know, if we are, then there's something else off. And so sometimes in word of faith land, you know, we would tell people, well, just obey the word no matter what. But on the inside, they're kicking and, you know, and like a, you ever picked up a cat that didn't want to be picked up? You know, all four paws come out and all the nails come out and they'll fight you to, to, you know, to do what you're wanting them to do, fight against it. And so if, if, if we're fighting in our heart, um, cause, you know, especially the grace camp doesn't like the word obedience a lot. <laughs> they'll sometimes kind of recoil against it, but it's not a bad word. If you realize that the God would never give us a command. In the word or by the Spirit uh, that has some horrible outcome. In other words, he's he wants to bless us. Yeah, yeah. He's trying to get the blessing that was provided at Calvary. He's trying to get that into us yeah. and it, through us and to us. Amen. Yeah. And um, so, if if you have a command of faith, uh, a direction, of, um. You know, a, um, a explicit order from the Lord to do something. It's not because He's trying to take something away from you or take your freedom away. It's because He's wanting to bless you, and sometimes um, you know there's a connection that needs to be made. So that's what we're talking about when we say obedience. It's not just just uh, you know I got to obey God. You know, I, I mean. Uh, I grew up with that kind of an attitude with that in our church. Well, oftentimes people would say, well, I've got to obey God. I'm going to go in the ministry. And I don't want to do it. You know, <laughs> the attitude was, "Was oh, I have to do this thing. You know, one, one preacher I know used to say all the time, well, it's either preach or go to hell. You know, that's my choice is preach or go to hell. And I don't know if you ever heard stuff like that. You know, a lot of, I don't want to do this. I didn't ask for this job, but the Lord made me do it and I'm going to have to do it. Well, you know, there's just not a lot of, you know, let us know how that goes for you, brother, because there's just not a lot of joy in it. You know, and I thought, I, I would think, well, if I'm that miserable doing it, maybe I don't have the grace to do it. You know, you have to be graced to do certain things and, and, uh, uh you know, uh, Anointed and called and appointed and all those things. Maybe a person that feels that way was never called in the first place. Hallelujah. But we're going to talk about obedience uh, again as just, as just getting in line with God, getting in line with His Word, agreeing with God, um, agreeing with His direction. And so obedience is the catalyst to miracles. Again, we've had this idea that miracles uh, are totally a sovereign act of God when he decides he wants to bless you with one he will if he doesn't it's because he didn't want to and uh, there's not a lot you can do to get him to you know to, to 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 do this thing that you need done uh if it's not his will there's a lot of Calvinism with that you know of uh, you know was it in his providential plan and all that? But the truth of the matter is, there's not one miracle in the Old or New Testament, except for the creation week, creation week, there's not one miracle that God did by himself. In other words, it was a cooperative effort between one of his believers and himself. And so if you look at every miracle, you can go back and look at, you know, the parting of the Red Sea, uh a lot of the miracles with Elijah and Elisha and and um, and and other you know Bible stories that we know is that the command of faith would come. God would give them a command. He would say, even Jesus in healing the sick would say, "Stretch forth thine hand. Uh, Go dip in uh, uh, the pool of uh, uh, uh wash your eyes in the in the in the pool of Siloam, and your you know your eyes will be healed." Um, (laughs) Elijah telling Naaman, go dip in Jordan seven times. And so, you know, he, he complained. He, isn't that crazy story? He got into a argument over which river to dip in. I mean, the whole dipping idea is the, is the bizarre part, but he's getting, he's, he's getting in the weeds with, uh, well, I don't mind dipping, but I don't want to dip in that river because it's kind of nasty. So I want to, you know, a better river to dip in. And the whole dipping idea is the one that's shocking. But, you know, he misses that point and gets in an argument with, you know, talking to, uh, Naaman. And Naaman said, some, uh, I'm, uh, with Gehazi. And Gehazi said something very, uh, in line with what I'm preaching today about obedience to the command of faith. He said, if the prophet would have bid thee to do some great thing, would you not have wanted to do it? In other words, it insulted him. It's so simple, the seed of obedience, which we all have. Every miracle. How many in here could say, I could use a miracle this week? A miracle in your health or your finances or your relationships or whatever. You need a miracle. It's looking like, wow, we're going to have to have a miracle today to make all this happen. And so maybe maybe that's where you are. I, I I'm there with a lot of things right now. Just needing and seeing and believing for miracles, but I've got enough teaching, thank God, revelation the Lord gave me on miracles that I'm not going to just stand by, twiddle my thumbs, like Brother Hagen. You know, he would twiddle his thumbs. He literally did. In fact, one year at camp meeting, they they produced a a, a gift item for the book table that had a one a thumb thing, you know, that you plasticky thing. Put your thumbs in it. Goes around and it had a picture of Kenneth Hagen on it because he twiddles, he twiddles his thumbs. And you had to watch the thumb twiddling. If you were talking to him and he gets to going with that, that means speed it up. I'm bored. This is drive- I'm not really all that interested in what you have to say. You want to hear a little something about Kenneth Hagen? He had such a great sense of humor. Uh, and if if he didn't want to, you know, he he. He did talk about the things of God, was all about it, but he also had other interests that, you know, he did, he would want, he would want to talk about sports or, or just, you know, whatever, like a normal person. Can you imagine that God could use a normal person to be a prophet, not a weirdo? And, uh, so anyway, if you, you, you know, sometimes for myself, I'd walk in there and I would, I thought, I've got this idea or revelation. On the word, I'm going to share or a scripture. I'm going to share it with brother Hagen. And he's going to confirm it. And it's going to be exciting. And I would say, Hey dad, you know, I was reading in the scripture the other day and, and then he'd start mocking you. If he didn't want to talk about it, he would just make fun of you. Like he would say, really? When'd you learn? How'd you learn to read? I didn't know you could read. You know, that's, that's a great accomplishment that you're able to read. And you'd go, Oh no, ha, 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 no, really? I have this idea. And so he'd, and then, You'd share it with him, he'd say, well, that's the wildest thing I've ever heard. That's the most fantastic thing. We need to get on the phone and call the press. And then he'd, he'd call his wife in there He'd say, Aretha, come in here. This is, David's got the wildest thing you've ever heard in your whole life, you know, and he's mocking you the whole time. And I'm saying, I'm talking about the Holy scripture of the Lord. And here you are, you know, making fun of me, but I think it, I think it was his way of saying, don't take yourself so serious. Lighten up. Some Christians really need to relax and lighten up. You know, they're just all uptight about everything. Watching the, you know, they're the rule mongers. <laughs> In the Word of Faith, we had confession monitors. You know, they'd overhear a conversation. I wouldn't say that if I were you, you know. and Praise the Lord. So... Again, the idea of needing a miracle and, and, and back, back, back to the message. The idea of needing a miracle and reaching out and, and our prayer, some, if we don't know any better, our prayer comes just chanting, do it Lord, do it Lord, please Lord, help us Lord, oh Lord, Lord, Lord. You know, instead of asking this question. Now sometimes prayer, Is a question that we pray. We pray a question because remember, David at um, Ziklag, what a horrible name for a town. David at Ziklag said, um, uh, Should I pursue after the enemy or should I just stand by? I need direction. I'm not going to just, you know, hothead it here. Hot dog it, however you say that, and go out there and do it. I'm, the, I need direction. And so sometimes the prayer is, is not just, and this is hard for faith people, because we've been so taught to confess. We've been so taught, right, to confess and to praise and to, and to just claim. But sometimes we have to pray, Lord, what do I do about this? And that's the prayer for miracles. It's not do it, please let it be your sovereign will. No, it's, Lord, I have this need. It looks like it's getting into the area where it's going to be a a miraculous thing for healing or finances or whatever. Tell me what to do. Give me my command. Here am I, reporting for duty, so to speak. Uh, give me my direction, my part. Because there's always a part that we play. There's always a seat. And if we're not careful, we'll be like Naaman and we'll say, well... Uh, boy, really dip in Jordan seven times or really make the last cake and give it to the prophet. Really pour, uh, you know, pour oil into a, a bottle and keep pouring until it doesn't, you know, there's no more vessels. Really, this is what I'm supposed to do. And uh, really, uh, you're, go- you're going to feed 5,000 with, uh, loaves and fishes. Come on. And so it, if we're not careful, the command of faith will insult us. And our first thought will be, well, that's dumb. Or how how could that make a difference? Or what, you know, maybe maybe it's an offering that the Lord has told us to plant a seed. And, and um, maybe it's not very much. Maybe it's a lot. Maybe it's not very much. Well, you say, I don't know how that could help. And that's the exact amount that was needed to, to cover something or whatever. You don't know. I'll tell you, you want to know more secrets about miracles this morning? The other thing is God always, when there's a miracle needed, it will always meet the needs of of, of other people, not just you. It will always meet the needs of other people. And so sometimes uh, we're wondering, why is this taking so long? Or what is the deal? And then the way that God is going to use his network of Believers and angels and power and <laughs> the anointing and whatever else, the word, everything, all the, all of the tools that God has at his disposal to put all t- a, a, a picture together is what he's going to use. I, f- I feel really anointed today. <laughs> <laughs> I hope this helps you. It's helping me. He'll put all that together and you'll find out that other people that were involved down the line or whatever in this thing, this big miracle, uh, were blessed along the way and there'll be a lot of testimonies. God will get a lot of glory out of it. And so sometimes we get, we think like children in a way. We think so elementary and so adolescent in that well, I don't know why I'm having to go through this, and I just, this just doesn't seem like i' I should be farther along in faith than this, and you know as long as I've served the Lord and all that, you know, we get all huffy and and usually the huffier we get, the more brain damaged we sound and uh and 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 just craziness instead of, you know what, I'm not gonna question why I'm going through this but I know that at the end of this trial and the end of this test that God's going to get glory and, and it's not from suffering, it's from the victory that has been flipped around and God's getting all the glory and the praise, amen, for it. And it'll be, as Paul said um, uh, to the uh, Corinthians, he said, there'll be many thanksgivings, you know, in uh, Philippians. He the many thanksgivings unto God, you know, for what has happened here. Yes, and so, that's why I think James said, "Count it all joy when you go through tests and trials." It's, don't blame it on God. He said, "Don't be a Calvinist." He said, <laughs> "We love the Calvinists, but don't be one." Um, you know, he, he said, "When you when anybody's tempted or tested or tried." Don't say that it's the Lord doing it. Well, the Lord's leading you through this dark valley. No, he's not. But if you find yourself in the dark valley, he'll lead you out of it. Praise God. And so God's doing these things. Sometimes we wonder, why am I going through this? What's happening to me, oh, Lord? And just say, well, there's going to be a great victory here, a great glory, a great miracle that no one's almost heard of. But your part, you have to listen for the command of faith. Don't come ask me what it is for you. Because I don't have a clue. And it's not me that's supposed to be telling you. You get it from the Lord. Amen? And, and, um, and it's, you know, God's not going to tell you to do something wild that doesn't make any sense and runs over everybody else's authority. And, you know, well, the Lord told me to paint the front of the church orange, so I did it, you know. You know, some crazy thing like that, and 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 you know, if you're not careful listening to this, people will 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 look for some weird, really way out, wacky thing, and say, "Well, that was the Lord," and 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 it's not. You you don't break other scriptures to obey the Lord. Amen. Amen. All right, let's read this <laughs> chapter two, John. And the third day, there was a marriage in Cana of Galilee, and the mother of Jesus was there. And uh, Jesus was called and his disciples to the marriage. They were invited. Amen. These are not wedding crashers. And when they wanted wine, the mother of Jesus said unto him, unto Jesus... Jesus, they have no wine. (laughs) They've run out of wine. And uh, Jesus said unto her, Woman, what have I to do with thee? Mine hour is not yet come. In other words, I'm not ready to start my public ministry. I'm not ready to be totally exposed here as to who I am and my miracle working power. So, uh, and you know, how God uses him. So he said, uh, you know, what's wrong with you? You know, it's almost like they talked about this earlier or something, you know. And uh, his mother said unto him, Whatever you say, you're the Son of God, and I'm just your mother. Has said no mother ever. Including Mary. So, you can see here, She ignored him. Now, why do mothers do this to their sons, even if they're grown? It's because of the uh, revenge for the pain of childbirth. (laughs) Uh, Anyway, it's because it's, it's your mother. She can say whatever she wants. So his mother said unto the servants, Whatsoever he says unto you, do it. Now that right there is the foundational truth of receiving a miracle. You say, what's the secret to miracles? Right there there it is. Whatever he says to you, do it. Now, he's not going to tell you to do something you don't have the power to do. Amen. You you have it. The seed for your miracle is already existing in your life. Now, we've heard such great teaching on seed time and harvest, meaning the seed is usually talking about something monetary. It can be, but it's not always that. It can be something you're supposed to do, something you're supposed to say, something you're supposed to provide. Amen. But you have the power to do it. You, it's in your hand already. Isn't that beautiful? Yeah. Now remember what Gehazi said to Naaman. He said, if the Lord had bid, uh, you know, if my Lord talking about the, uh, Elijah, he said, if, if the, Eli- the prophet had bid thee do some great thing, you know, would you not have done it? But because it's so mundane and it's so, uh, ordinary, yeah. it's almost, it, it all, you gotta be careful. It'll almost insult your intelligence. What the Lord tells you to do. Like when we bought this building and the Lord told me to tell the realtor when he was handing me the card of a finance company that works with small churches. (laughs) They said, how many people do you have in your church? I said, 30. Now that was stretching the truth. because we have we you know on occasion we would g- get close to thirty, so I just evangelistically stretched like twenty four to thirty, you know, in case we miss somebody, oh, thirty, wow, where do you meet now at the Hampton Inn? And uh, so what do you have, you know, in your budget for a building fund? Nah, we don't have a building fund. So this is sounding like crazy and crazier. And the clock, you know, because by the time I put down the earnest money, which was $500, which we didn't have, but by the, we got it. But by the time we put down $500 earnest money, you know, uh, that's not very much earnest money on, you know, something that costs half a million. Yeah. But by the time you, you know, you, you put that down, now the clock is ticking, right? Cause you've signed the contract. And so I've asked for, you know, a few extra days. They said, well, because it's commercial property, you know, it's 90 days. Usually on homes, it's less than that, you know, due diligence, right? Well, the only due diligence we needed to do was to come up with half a million from zero. That's all. And, but anyway, I'm standing right in this building. This, every time we meet here, it's a miracle because I'm standing right in this door there and he's trying to hand me the card of the, you know, the finance mortgage company. And, uh, I, I didn't even take it. I said, no, I won't call them. I don't need to call them. Oh, you have your own financing? Uh no. Well, what are you gonna do? I said, uh, we're gonna pay cash. Now that came right out of my mouth. We're gonna pay cash, and I wanted to get all the words and pull them back and stuff them back down my throat because I'm thinking I'm going to jail. I don't know where they put people in jail around here but I'm going to it, you know, I'm going to the jail for misrepresentation, faults, everything. You know, and then after the jail they're going to put me in mental illness center. And rehab after that. I'm 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 done, man, you know. I'm just like and I thought where did that come from? Uh, lo and behold, the Lord gave, I said, okay, Lord, we've announced the miracle. How are we going to do it? And you know, the Lord showed me how to do it. He said, well, just go on Facebook and tell people that, you know, he said, you've got friends and you've got people that will help you and the congregation will help you. And you did. And then, but uh, a lot of it came from outside. And, uh, I mean, I would look at my you know, I would look at PayPal and there would be like $8,000 there all of a sudden and well who sent that I didn't even know the person that sent it and they said well years ago I got one of your tapes and it blessed me you just never know the seeds you've already got out there that you forgot about but the lord didn't forget are you listening Do you understand that that's a miracle to go from zero and it was a uh, uh, we we asked for a few extra days cuz some Pledges were made that they needed time to get in. But we went from zero to close to half a million in 114 days. And many of you are testi- are, are, uh, can testify to it that <laughs> we, had, we had all the stuff that the church owns, you know, in Jerry Lee's garage in Pinellas Park. <laughs> and... uh You know, my fear was she's going to walk in there. It's going to all fall down and collapse, you know, and we find her years later, you know, underneath the rubble. But, uh, we, we got, we had a U-Haul or rent rider truck and it was packed full. The congregation was sitting here at the parking lot and I'm at the closing office, um, Port Richie and, um, got a, I'm texting, okay, it's closed. Uh, you can go in, you know, or whatever. I'm bringing the key. I don't remember what. But anyway, we, we moved in, uh, and when it took us exactly, well, it should have taken about seven minutes to close. It ended up being 13 minutes to close because when you don't have a mortgage company in the middle of it, it closes fast. Praise God. Cash. Cash. Hallelujah. And we had about, you know, 12 people or whatever we had. <laughs> Amen. It's a miracle. Yeah. Yeah. And then all the improvements on the property, you know, have been paid for in cash. And God has just blessed us and done such a m- amazing thing. But the prayer was, Lord, what's my part? And he told me what to do. Well, did I have a Facebook account? Yes. Did I have the ability to to say what he told me to say? Yes. Did I have the ability to you know uh make certain commitments? Yes, you see what I'm saying, and you think fa- when the Lord said facebook, I thought, oh come on facebook that's what you that's 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 what you got Facebook I need five hundred thousand dollars and you've got Facebook, yeah. And I knew if the Lord had bid thee do some great thing, would you not have done it? So, whatever he says, do it. He knows the seed that you have that can make the miracle happen. Listen, I'm not, it's, and it's all right to give honor where honor is due. I'm not bragging on me or bragging on this congregation or our church or anybody. I'm bragging on the Lord. Amen. I'm giving praise and glory to Him. Whatsoever, He says, do it. And there were set there six water pots of stone. Get this. This is wild. After the manner of the purifying of the Jews, containing two or three firkins apiece. Those aren't pickles. Those firkins. It was the pickle juice that made the difference. I can hear somebody saying that, containing two or three firkins <laughs> a piece. Now that's obviously a measurement. The funny thing about this water is the water used for purifying and cleansing. This is not really even appropriate drinking water. And you know, the uh, the the children of Israel, the Jews at that time, and the uh, the temple system and Moses' law had been added to, by the way um you you can't just you can't just do something um all of a sudden with with an item that's designated for something else I mean they is this is strict almost like sharia law only from the Jewish side of it and so here here is this and that's the one he chooses well here's the question do you have water pots yes is there water in them yes Are there pickles in the water? No, okay. Jesus said unto them, Fill the water pots with water. Oh, this is getting scarier, isn't it? And they filled them up to the brim. And he said unto them, Draw out now and bear unto the governor of the feast. This is getting scarier. Because now we're taking the wash water and serving it to people. And they bear it. And when the ruler of the feast had tasted the water, I love it that it's written like this. It doesn't say when he had tasted the wine. It said when he had tasted the water that was made wine. Now, I can't prove this, but I, the way God does things, sometimes somebody said, well, he's El Shaddai. And I heard a friend say, sometimes he's El Time. Because it seems like that some miracles happen just right seconds before is needed, and it's what I call a white knuckler or a nail biter. You know, you're just like, all right, this will be a good time for this. You know, tasted the water that was made wine. I believe that the water was was turned into wine when the when it touched the the ruler of the feast. Probably the head caterer. But when he tasted the wine, he says he tasted the water. He tasted the water. When he tasted the water, that's when it was turned into wine. When he tasted the water that was made wine and knew not whence it was or where it came from. But the servants which drew the water knew. You better believe they knew. They're probably standing there. Well, we're going to be slaves again. After this, that's if they're merciful. Because they're thinking, man, we're going to get busted big time here. How dare you serve me the wash water and call it wine? Are you crazy? Talking about calling those things that are not as though they were. Here we go. But it says they knew. The governor of the feast called the bridegroom. And see... See, he he's thanking the bridegroom for this fine wine. He didn't even thank Jesus. I don't even know if this guy ever knew Jesus made it. But because we see we get religious about it, and Jesus was walking in a you know, and and he was shining and glistening and with the holy royal wine bottle designed in Italy. You know, put too much stuff on it. You know, no. They just gave him a cup and said, here's the wine. So it says, he he called the bridegroom and said unto him, the bridegroom, every man at the beginning doth set forth good wine, and when men have well drunk, then that which is worse. In other words, after they've already had a nice party going, you serve the cheap stuff. That's what he's saying. But thou hast kept the good wine until now. In other words, good there means the very best. Because yes. it's God good. Yes. When it's man good, it can be okay. But when it's God good, it's, it, you can't believe it. It's mind-blowing, as we say. So this got this mind-blowing wine here, good wine, the best, uh, is served. And it says, this beginning of miracles did Jesus in Cana of Galilee and manifested forth his glory. What's the purpose of miracles? To manifest forth his glory. Now again, just human thinking, we mess it up. What God's got good for us is that we thought, well, a miracle is only coming to you when it's desperate, when it's just nothing else has worked. When it's the end, <laughs> almost the end, then God will work a miracle, or it has to run with compassion. That you know, I've heard it taught. Well, miracles run with compassion. If you have enough compassion, you can get a miracle because you're feeling sad, you know, or heart for somebody that's having a hard time. Well, hey, we need compassion, amen. We w- we want to be the, the the believer, the Christian should be the most compassionate person in the room. But on the other hand. This has very little to do with compassion, other than that that Jesus maybe didn't want this guy to be embarrassed. They had run out of refreshments, and it's supposed to be a big deal. And these Jews, I mean, all their feasts and all that stuff, it's important to them. It's a big deal. We might go, well, I'm sorry, we're out of wine, but we have Tang, you know. <laughs> we Right? Uh, there's a, There's some Coca-colas in the garage. I don't know. you know we, we would we would just say, "Oh, well, you know, you know, we're a little embarrassed that you know the best thing is not, or we've run out of food or we've run out of whatever. But here, the first miracle, it says, does it say the beginning of miracles? The first miracle, public miracle, that Jesus did that is recorded, is turning the water into wine, which is in, in this case is kind of a luxury item. It's it's not something that was necessarily, you know, going to sustain life or, you know, really help anybody much. And it's a provisional miracle, too. It's not healing. It's not. Do you see what I'm saying? It's not healing. It's not deliverance. It's It's a provisional miracle of a material thing. Isn't that something? Well, maybe you need a provisional miracle of a material thing. Money is a material thing. And God's not against you having money. You know, like somebody said, He just didn't want money to have you. But He, He's, He, He's not against money. Money's not evil. M- money is neutral. It's not evil or good. It can be used for evil or good. Amen? So praise God, you know, as long as we're using it for the right purposes and everything, then God's all for us having it. And, the Bible says, if God gave us Jesus, what good thing would he withhold? So he's not withholding. He's, he's not trying to get you to be more frugal or... <coughs> excuse me. <coughs> or, um, you know, the Lord provides. Hallelujah. Amen. Purify. You know, if I was really anointed, when, I, when this touched my lips, it would turn... That would be a cool thing to do, wouldn't it? (laughs) Like have a little thing in the side. (laughs) Our pastor is so anointed that when the water touches his lips, it turns into wine. (laughs) Glory. (laughs) We're all about being polished here. It's just about... (laughs) Being so cool. I'm too cool for my shirt. I'm too cool for my <laughs> I didn't say the other word. <laughs> Glory. Well, so you if you apply this if you apply this this, this principle of whatever he says do, just do it. Across the board, the healings that Jesus did, everything was he gave commands, commands of faith, do this, do that. Did you know it works so simple that I have, I have experimented with it in healing services where I've told people, run up that aisle and back down, and when you get back, you'll be healed. And you know what? Just by them obeying that simple act right there, Again, it's not a dead work. It's not, you know, it's not like demonstrating something in front of the Lord, but it's something that happens on the inside of us. That when, when we just do that, that it, it connects, the miracle's here, right here in our face. And when we do that, it's like plugging, plugging into the power source. This church building is wired with electricity. And there's receptacles, and you plug a fan or a radio or a toaster, for that matter, into the wall, and you've got connection, and it will run whatever appliance or lamp or whatever that you have, right? So it isn't like God's power and the big miracle that you need is way off in heaven, waiting somewhere, but the the power of God is right here. The miracle power of God is right here, right now. Yes. If you need a miracle, reach out right now by faith and just yes. receive it. Yes. Say, Lord, I, I'm going to obey you. I'm going to plug in and see the glory. And what does it say that uh, the beginning of miracles manifested forth His glory? So miracles are an opportunity to manifest the glory of God. Yes. So when you're up against the wall... What is it on that imperial song, Praise the Lord? When you're up against the str- struggle, right? In other words, when you're up against the wall and you have nowhere to turn, you should start praising the Lord. That's what James meant. Count it all joy. Whoa, glory. Look at this big mess <laughs> that we're in. this is an opportunity to manifest the glory of God to the world. Whoa! Get a little Pentecostal up in here. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. All right, let's pray. That's enough preaching. <laughs> Dear God, thank you, Lord, for your goodness today. Thank you, Lord, for this inspiration. And uh, we, we're going to hear your voice, and we're going to do what you tell us to do, and another we will not follow. So, Lord... I thank you for the people that are watching us, those who are joining us by Internet. And here in the house, if you have a sickness or something, uh, put your hand on yourself and, and wherever you have a need and the Lord will touch you there. And, and we pray for those do that at home as well. In the name of Jesus, Father, I thank you for your anointing, for your authority that you've given us. In Jesus name, I command blind eyes to open, deaf ears to unstop, laying legs to walk, cancers and tumors and growths to disappear. I, any abnormal cell activity to cease in Jesus name, be healed and be whole. Any deficiencies, uh, in, in, uh, in glands like, uh, um, um, uh, things that uh, chemicals in the body that need to be produced. I, this is for somebody. Uh, adrenaline and, and that kind of thing, um, uh, thyroid situations. In Jesus' name, be healed. Pancreas, be healed in Jesus' name. Thank you, Father, for your healing touch, your healing power. In Jesus' name. Father, I thank you for those that are suffering with mental illness or any kind of, of, of um, oppression, depression. Be healed in Jesus' name. Satan, take your hands off of God's property. In the name of Jesus, we command the blessing today upon these people. Thank you for healing minds and hearts and souls today in Jesus' name. And in Jesus' name, those that are uh, attacked uh, in their life with uh, chemical dependencies, uh, uh, addictions, alcoholism, those things, in Jesus' name, be set free today from those things. Be set free from the power and the temptation and control of it in the name of Jesus. Be delivered today. Uh, Be set free. And Lord, we thank you those that are believing for financial and material increase. We thank you for showing yourself strong even from today forward in Jesus' name that there will be no lack in their homes or in the house of God we thank you, Lord, for these things in Jesus' name. Now, let's lift our hands and praise Him and thank Him. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. Praise God. Now, uh, before we close today and online, if you'll stay online with us, uh, Pastor Scarlett is going to come and t- talk to you about the convention. Amen. Thank you.
1: Praise God. Hallelujah. Uh, What a a great time here to uh, act on what we've heard, too, um, because uh, the word is is big within us right now. The Bible says faith comes by hearing, hearing by the word of God. So this is an opportunity to hear evangelism. Even today, the command of faith, if the Lord speaks to you about something in this offering, we're going to receive an offering for our Gulf Coast Convention. And uh, the Lord kind of instructed us to do this between now and the meeting so that we could give people online an opportunity, and people here in the sanctuary. So if you need an envelope for your giving, um, we have special uh, David Horton Ministry envelopes, and we'd like for you to raise your hand and get one of those, and our usher will see where your hand is and uh, give you a, uh, one of those for an opportunity to give to uh, the Gulf Coast Convention and so toward this meeting. And the neat thing about this, too, is it's it is good ground. To sow into a meeting like this because so many spiritual things happen in this meeting that, um, all of that comes back to your account. You know, when you see somebody saved in this Gulf Coast convention, you can say, I was a part of that. I was a part of that life being changed and that person being born again. Or when we see people up here that are being filled with the Holy Ghost for the first time speaking in other tongues. You can say, "Praise God! I was a part of that." Amen. I was a part of them getting filled with the Holy Ghost, and and sometimes we don't uh, connect the two with the finances, with the things that take place. But it couldn't take place without the financial help. Amen. Some for some reason, when these guests come here, they want to eat. You know, but, you know, can you believe it? And then they want a place to stay, right? They're not going to stay out on the street. They expect for us to provide them a place to stay. They they expect um, and they should expect for us to provide transportation for them to get here, you know. And David and I don't say, well, you can get on the dog and ride it all the way down to Tampa. Do you know what the dog is? The greyhound. The greyhound. But get on the dog and just come on down to Tampa, and we'll see you in four days, right? No, that's not what we do. Praise the Lord. Uh, we want to provide the the best for them, and I know this your heart as well. So um, we're talking about eleven people that we will house and feed. Amen. So you can see that there are upfront costs and we thank God that we get to sow toward this. Amen. Praise the Lord. It's really a great thing. I know that, uh, you know, we can say, well, it's too expensive to have something like that. But see, this is heaven's work. Amen. This is the work of the, uh, the eternal one. And so we have to know that we are, uh, entering into god's business here so let's read and then we'll prepare our giving again if you need an envelope you can lift your hand if you're giving on live stream a page will come up there that says how you can give and so into this meeting all of this will go toward the Gulf coast convention and it says in second corinthians 9 6 but this i say he which soweth sparingly shall reap also sparingly but he that soweth bountifully and that means generously he shall reap. Do you believe you're going to reap? Amen. That again, that right there should motivate us to want to sow because there's going to be a reaping. Praise the Lord. And the Bible says you shall reap. Hallelujah. If you faint not. So we see here, give bountifully and you shall also receive bountifully. Father, we thank you for the commitment and the faithfulness of this congregation, for the courage and the faith to have a meeting like this, we know that many times churches back off and don't have guest speakers because of the uh, expense. And, um, Lord, we just uh, feel like and know that you have called us to do this. You've spoken to us about it, that you have a plan for this uh, time and this season for people uh, to be ministered to so mightily by these guests that we've invited here. And so, Lord, we enter into the labor, and we know that uh, we are co-laborers together with you in this. And we bless these ones who are giving today. We thank you for them, Father. And we believe your scripture right here says, They shall reap bountifully in jesus name amen amen thank you again for giving and we appreciate those online participating as well and we'll have other opportunities maybe you didn't come today to prepared to give we'll have other opportunities for you to be able to give as well and uh, remember wednesday night at seven o'clock come be with us and we've been having some good prayer meetings so we're gonna even during this gulf coast convention i'm going to be leading prayer an hour before every service and we've got a wonderful prayer room that we've set up in the back of the church right through the the kitchen area you can get back there we'll show you how to and it's really a nice room uh pastor david has an organ back there so we might get happy too (laughs) <laughs> of course he does, and uh, so we can sing and pray for these meetings an hour before every service um for you who don't know the schedule, let me just mention it really quickly, and then I'm gonna let you go um it starts Thursday evening at seven p m and that's april twenty seventh and then Friday morning it will start at nine forty at uh, nine thirty and then uh, we'll have a nine thirty and a ten forty five it will end, you know, around lunchtime, and then you have the afternoon free, and then Friday evening at 7, and then again Saturday morning at 9.30 and 10.45, and then it will be over uh, Saturday at noon. And uh, Pastor Happy Cobwell will stay over and preach for us Sunday morning at 10 a.m. So it will be three days of glory. Amen. Just wonderful time of the Spirit of God and uh be praying if if you want to know how to pray i have some sheets that we've written out scriptures and prayers so you can take it home and pray just let me know and i'll get you one of those all right well you're ready to go go home and eat <laughs> or, or go out and eat or whatever you want let's stand up and we'll pray and be dismissed father again we're so thankful for our pastor and the beautiful message that he sowed into our lives today and and how to receive miracles, and we take it, and we'll act upon it, and we'll see the glory of God in our midst. Thank you, Lord, for every person. I, pl- I pray a special blessing, a special anointing, a, a- and wisdom and peace on their lives this week. May they know that you are with them, that you never leave them nor forsake them, and you're right there in the midst of whatever they're going through, and you bring victory every time. In Jesus' name, amen. God bless you. See you next time.